the good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. We're just going to talk about Christmas, basically that kind of outlines some of the techniques that we use with the consistent Christmas. So all our clients... You know, current kind of full-time clients will be on Consistent Christmas. And then obviously we've got other people who are joining specifically just for the Consistent Christmas. So the whole aim is, well, it depends on obviously the client. Some people want to push on with their weight loss. Other people are happy just to kind of maintain the weight that they've got, which I think for me is a great outlook. If you want to, you know, you can you, you can't have your cake and eat it too every single day. You kind of have some cake and eat it. The idea that people think like, well, I want to have a, just an amazing Christmas and drink everything that I want and eat everything that I want, you know, tins and tins of quality street and mince pies and drink sherry because it's Christmas and all these things and, you know, still lose weight can be a little bit unrealistic. So sometimes it's just about shifting your expectations and giving yourself permission to maintain that's progress, especially if you, if you always gain weight. And again, it's shifting that expectations, shifting people's mindset of, I'm paying to be coached or I'm paying for a diet. Therefore I must lose weight. And if I don't lose weight, I have failed. If you, you know, I'm trying to think of a, a, a worthwhile analogy, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know. I think one, as we go along, something to do with running. I was thinking that if you normally gain 10 pounds and you gain two pounds, that's a massive win. That's not a failure because you didn't lose weight because you're paying to be coached or whatever. So it's just for me, a big part of it is just shifting those, expectations just thinking you know what what would be awesome if i entered january in a better position than i did last year and that's kind of why consistent christmas was born it's fourth year running it works a treat every single year people are blown away by the results or lack of results i suppose which is still a result you know the, the progress that they make so again for me a big shift in expectations um around the festive period yeah and i think um and, you know, have your cake and eat it is a very apt phrase because that's what we want people to do is to be able to factor in the stuff that they really enjoy around Christmas, but then work out some of the stuff they don't need so much. And I think that's mm. the benefit of sustain is that, you know, with the, the daily tracking and us kind of keeping an eye on what you're consuming is it's very easy to then to look back and say, well, actually, we can see that, you know, it might have felt like you had a really good week, but actually you're off plan Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and this is what you had. And so often that's what you see where these little bits where people think, oh, it doesn't make a difference. You know, it's only 100 calories here, there and everywhere. And then suddenly it's mounting up and causing a gain. And it's this, these are the bits that we want to, to target is that I like to talk about kind of pain-free fat loss of, you know, if you have six mince pies and you gain a pound or two pounds, whatever, and if you could have had three and stayed the same weight and you hadn't missed out, then that's pain-free. You've made this small change that is a large calorie difference that hasn't actually negatively impacted your life. And I think it's learning to draw that line quite quickly and just to, to assess the decisions that we're making and 
and whether they're the right ones for us. And we can only get this by people being honest and having an open mind. You know, me and James have coached a lot of people over the last five years and you get people who come in and you'll say, you know, on last weekend you had a McDonald's, you had a slice of cheesecake, you had a green bun, a couple of scones, bits of bread, three glasses of wine. Is there anything you do differently? And they go, nope, nothing. Wouldn't change a thing. And that's cool. It's absolutely fine. It's your decision. But, you know, if you said to your boss or if you work for yourself, I can give you a 10% improvement for no effort, would you not look to take it? Of course you would, because it's a big improvement. And, you know, this is the thing of looking at these decisions and saying, do you know what? Didn't need two glasses of wine. Probably didn't need the crumpets. And actually, I could have got away with half of, half of this, half of that. And then suddenly, you've got a massive improvement, a big calorie save without going back. You know, I just spoke to a lady about an hour ago who was saying, well, normally in November, I eat a load of mince pies. I still ate mince pies on the November challenge and I still lost four pounds. You know, it's, it's just a case of assessing it and seeing, you know, looking at your, what are you doing? What can you do differently? And, and being willing to, to say, do you know what, I'll act differently. And that's the, the benefit of this. And we want to try and work out what's really worth having for you. And then keep that in. And then look to what we what we can cut out, what we normally have that success. Yeah, I think just kind of pick it up on well, feedback. A few things that you said there, like you know, it is sometimes and that's why it's so important to log your food. You know, not necessarily saying in an app or counting calories or whatever, but just having a note of your food. Because I had a, a client last week, I can't remember the specifics who it was, but she basically had, I think she had four four choices. Or four things over the day. They were all around the kind of 100, 150 calorie mark. You know, kind of like treats things. She had like a pack of squares, old school, you know, salt and vinegar squares. And then she had, definitely had like 25 grams of chocolate. And she had two other things. I can't remember what they were. But I kind of, and I said like, you know, on their own, these things are insignificant. I thought you were waving at me then. <laughs> They're insignificant. You know I mean? Like 100 calories on a packet of squares a day. Cool. No worries. But then you have 400 or 450 calories. All of a sudden, that's, that's an extra meal that you've eaten that day. You know, you can make a decent meal for 450 calories, a big meal. And if you do that, you know, four days a week or five days a week, that's a lot of extra calories. So kind of going back to and the consistent Christmas thing, it's about kind of picking those battles and picking the things that are important. So out of those four things, what did you really want? Was it the pack of squares? Was it, you know, the chocolate? Was it the Jaffa cakes? Was it this? You know, was it the bread? Whatever. And just go with that and don't have all of them. Because like you said, without someone there just going, well, you realize that that's, like an extra meal's worth of food, you go like, well, you know, pack a snack of jacks, that's a good choice. Okay, yeah, it's 90 calories. Uh, you know, 25 grams of chocolate, that's a good choice. Yeah, it's 130 calories. And they're all very controlled. But when you put them together, that's half a frozen pizza. You know, that's, you know, getting on for a, three glasses of wine. That's not something that you go like, well, that's, I've had a great day's fat loss. I had three glasses of wine. You go like, oh, that could affect my weight. Um, so yeah, kind of setting limits and looking at things. <clears throat> and like you said, you know, with the example you said, you know, where you could say to someone like, well, you had this on Monday, you had this on Tuesday, you had this on Wednesday, you had this on Thursday, you had this on Friday. Which one of those things was important to you? You know, which one would you want to keep in? Kind of, like you said, you know, kind of having a nice warm mince pie with your kids, you know, whilst you're putting on the Christmas tree, 100%, go for it. Have a glass of Bailey's, go for it. That's really nice. Eating two mince pies on Tuesday afternoon because you're working, you know, from the kitchen and they're just there, they're grabbable, not worth it. And that's the kind of the idea of the consistent Christmas is that you can have these things, but you need to kind of figure out what's the minimum amount that you think you need to be happy. 
It's not about being massively restrictive. Again, I'll go into kind of the history of consistent Christmas was from every year, I love mince pies. And every year I just eat too many and I gain a lot of weight. And then I'd be like, ah, oh, I've done it again. So I'd regularly, you know, kind of easily eat two at a time, three at a time, no dramas, not a problem. Not even kind of really thinking about it. 750 calories, easy gone there every single day for a month. You know, <laughs> you know it's no wonder I got fat, fatter. Um, <laughs> So then I said, right, how many do I think I really need? And I set that number at three. And then I was like, right, well, when should I have them? It's like, well, I'll have one on a Wednesday. I'll have one maybe on a Friday or a Saturday. And then I've got one wiggle room. You know, if I go to my mum and dad's, mum will definitely have some out. So I'll have one there as well. And it just worked really well because I was kind of like, I was never too far away from having one. You know, so it's Monday. Well, I'm, I'm going to have one on Wednesday. That's all right. And I was just more mindful of it. And actually, some days I ended up coming in just having two because I didn't have that extra one. So it just worked really well and just kind of massively cut down, obviously, on calories. But just that kind of mindless, like, I'm just eating these for the sake of them. Yeah, they're nice. But do I need to eat three at a time? No, I can get away with eating three a week and not feel like I'm missing out. It's not like I've just got right, that's it. No mince pies for you, James. That's it. Well, no, I really enjoy eating them. So it's just, you know, picking your battles and same thing with your drinks and they think, I'll hand you over in a minute joe when we look at it you know people just go december's a bad month or you know it's, i always get wait in december like it's 31 days and cool christmas let's say christmas eve christmas day boxing day there's three days of it and then if you're really sociable you might have seven eight you know kind of social events where you go to parties or meals out or work dues or something like that you know that'd be quite pushing it wouldn't it so it still gives you like a good 20 days where you can control your food choices and not just go it's december i have to have christmas pudding with every meal you know i have to eat quality streets for breakfast so it's just picking what's important and that's the the beauty of the consistent christmas is you know what you're going to have um but i think yeah it's just got to be and it's got to be from you you know it's not me and joe saying right you're on 1400 calories or you are allowed two drinks per night because it's got to be realistic. And again, I had a client today and she's like, right, this is my plan for December. I'm going to do this amount of workouts. I'm going to have a maximum of two night outs per week. I'm going to have a maximum of either two Proseccos or two gin and tonics per week. And she had this list of stuff, which is a great way of controlling all the calories and her calorie expenditure. And she went, what do you think? And I said, what do you think? Because for me going out and going, right, I'm going to have a maximum of two drinks. That's realistic. For you, Joe, it's probably not. I'd say it's definitely not, you know, so it's that, and that's why, you know, I think people go like, I want you to tell me exactly what to do. Like, that's not going to work because, you know, what I'll do or what I'm prepared to do is going to be different to what Joe's prepared to do. It's going to be different to what, you know, Sally's going to be prepared to do, different to what John's going to be able to do. So it's got to be from you. But the key thing is that it's better than what you were doing. More control. That's it. Yeah, I think the, the difference is when you see the clients that do this really well, is it's just what level of effort are people willing to put in. And I think when people look at, you know, um, certain kind of mindset hacks or they're looking at motivational books or journals, wherever it may be, is that we can lay this stuff out for you and say, do you know what, this can really help your motivation. It can really help you to, to balance the books and to do all these things. But the, the deal breaker comes when it comes to writing these things down and actioning them. 
And I think that that would be the thing that I urge people to do is that a lot of the things that James has said and that, that I've said work for me, they're just some examples. The, the consistent Christmas guide will be emailed out to all of our clients shortly. Um, gives you the different options you can go through. You just have to pick one, write it down. Or all of them. Yeah, or all of them, combinations of them. You know, just find what works for you. Have a think on it. Look at what's worked for you before. And I think that's where sometimes people struggle with sustain because I just want to be told what to do. As James says, it just doesn't work. Is that, and you know, different things work for different people. There's times when I'm feeling stricter and I will be able to, to restrict myself more and times when I'm struggling more and I've got to be more relaxed with my approach. And so it all comes down to you and, and, and ass assessing this stuff and just not telling yourself it's going to take more effort than it does. And it really is a five-minute task. So, for example, this week I'd said to myself, I'm going to have four treats over three days. Because one of the things I like is I like having two treats in a day. I like having a meal and then a dessert. So it's me looking at that and going, okay, well, what's the best way for me to, to handle this then? You know, and it's, it's giving myself those numbers and those parameters. And then even if it doesn't work, at least you're trying something and you can then assess back from that point. What people often miss is that, <clears throat> you know, having coached people for, for over five years with Sustain now, is we've gone through a lot of these processes with ourselves and we learn how these things work by trialing and, and it with us, you know, and it's not a case that that's been something that's worked for me in December's gone by. I can tell you what's failed for me in December's gone by and it's not doing what I've just said. It's just having no plan and thinking I've got a strict diet starting in January. I'll eat whatever I fancy now and get it out of my system. Well, that didn't work very well. You know, it just meant I ate and ate and ate and gained weight. And it meant that my January diet, I started loads bigger than I could have done. And I should have done. And it's learning these lessons. No doubt everyone's got their own set of lessons from December's gone by. James's is around mince pies. You know, I know that last Christmas I was doing some quite diligent logging and we went to my missus's house and her mum just said, there's a load of buffet food in there because you get rid of it, obviously looking at me as the gannet slash pig that I am. And I just ate garbage, garbage. All, this, all of this crap that I didn't really need. And so I said to her this year, you know, that's something that I'm not going to do. Is that, you know, if we go around to theirs, is I'll just moderate my portions. I'll eat before I'll go. I'll take some food with me. And it's that little bit of thought, you know, I, 30 seconds of me thinking on it then that is the deal breaker. And, you know, when we send out this consistent Christmas stuff, we encourage everyone to, to engage in the tasks that are in there. You know, the booklets, not pages and pages of stuff. We're not asking for hours and hours of your time. But the dividends that can pay you back are massive if you put that effort in and give yourself these parameters. Uh, it just can be, can be so effective. Yeah, I think the that idea, like you said, of people going, well, I'm going to a really strict diet in January, so I'm just going to enjoy December. It is that whole... It was when people, you know, they start with us on a Monday, we start everyone on, on a Monday. So they just go, well, that weekend, I'm just going to eat everything that needs to be out of the house, or I'm going to do this, I'm going to have one last blowout. And it is like, right, I need to start saving up for a deposit for a house. So this month, I'm going to spend as much money as I humanly can, like... No one would ever think that was a good idea. That's fucking ridiculous. One, that's just one job. Um, I forgot. Obviously, I've lost my track now. Try not to swear. But yeah, again, and it's it's what is worth it to you. What's again, you know, kind of it all comes comes down to the individual, and that's why you know you've got to think what you're prepared to. And again, I have clients where I've spoken to them said, right, what are we going to do December then? Some of them are pushing forward towards their goals because they've got these big year-long goals. And you know, Laura's pushing for another... In fact, she's only got another pound. She wanted to push off another five pounds, but she managed to drop four pounds last week. 
um, just by being super, super consistent. She had a bit of a stall and then she's had a big drop. Um, so she's happy to kind of push on as like, okay, well, then, you know, the consistent Christmas plan, we still need to be pretty strict. We st basically, we need to crack on as we have been doing and then just chill out Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. Don't worry about it. And that's kind of what I'm doing. You know, I'm going to be really strict. In fact, I dropped my calories down. Uh, I'm still working with my coach. So we kind of got a goal for New Year. So I am going to be much stricter than I've been over Christmas. Um, and I'll probably just take like kind of Christmas Eve evening, Christmas Day, and then some meals on Boxing Day off and just chill out and eat a lot of food. But other than that, I'm going to be super strict. I'm going to track in my calories. I'm going to keep my training high. Because for me, it's not going to have a negative impact on my life. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, do you remember that Christmas when I was on that diet? Oh, it sucked. Because the end result will be worth it. You know what I mean? It's just, I'm just going to have a few weeks of not eating lots of high calorie foods. And that's not, for, for the results that I get from it, for me, that's a worthwhile trade. Whereas other people, you know, it's a huge part of their year. I love Christmas, don't get me wrong. And I'll definitely be indulging on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, all those. But for the rest of the month, cool. I'll keep my calories low, I'll keep my training high, and I'll drop some weight. I'm good with that. That's the sacrifice that I'm willing to make. Whereas, you know, other people, huge family events, and they want to just go, you know what, going to chill out. And that's why we can maintain or be as close to maintenance as possible. That's the, the whole idea. Just thought from what you'd said there about um, what's attainable for the individual and also about kind of having higher calorie days, which just to pick up kind of a question from Joe. Would you say it's worth calorie counting over this month as many of the things on offer will bump up the calories significantly? I don't want to, by the way. And so that would, for me, there's two points, courses for courses, like you've just said, and it depends on what the individual is willing to do. I certainly think there's one thing that could be as a bit of a halfway house would be working out the calories on your higher calorie days. This is a bit of a, a trick that I like to use with people if they've gone not way off plan, but if they've had what I think might be a very high calorie day, is to say, what could you work out the calories for me on those three mince pies? And then people will go, oh my God, it's 750. That's the equivalent of three and a half miles bars. Is that tactics like that, I think, can be really useful for helping us to moderate our calories without kind of trying to weigh out how many midget gems you've had and it just becoming a massive pain. Is that it's very easy, you know, People often say, I'll never forget the guy that said it to me. He said, how many calories should I eat? And he tracked his food for the week. And then on the Sunday or the Saturday, he played a game of rugby and then had a Burger King with a triple meat meal, a side, some cookies and a McFlurry. Like, you don't need a calorie counter to tell you where you're going wrong. And that's why stuff like that can be so useful because you can then assess over the course of a week exactly what you're doing and exactly where the calories are coming in because you know, it's, it's often the most obvious answer. Is, is the truthful one, you know, that we know where the calories are coming from. It's not because we've had a bit too much sweet potato or the, you know, the topping on a pie you had one day. It's, it's always the big things that, that add up. Um, so that would be how I would, would approach it. I would, if, I would definitely start with the moderation in regards to the frequency. So my thing about four treats over three days, it means I'm going to have four days on plan. It means that two of those days I've only got one thing off plan. So I'm looking at, you know, a large portion of my week is staying on plan. It'd be hard for me to then push my treats too much. But it's just about finding what works for you. And like James says, factor. Oh, has Joe gone? 
Joe died, or is it me? Joe's dead. More that we as coaches, we, we can close that gap. Did it freeze? Yeah. Oh, that's annoying. Mr. Massive Chunk of whatever you said there. And I'm sure it was absolute gold. It was. It was very good. You can pick it up later. It says the internet connection's unstable. Well, I won't repeat myself. You can catch it on the, on the replay. Um, um, so, yeah, so, so I'm going to say, you're not, not necessarily having to count calories, but certainly being aware of calories. Like you said, you know, and it, uh, nothing blows my mind in this job anymore. <laughs> but it's that thing when you get people and they'll have something they're like, oh my God, I didn't realize how many calories this was. I checked after I'd eaten it. Like, please don't do that. Please don't do that. You know, just like, you know, you wouldn't necessarily, or if you would, this would, again, this is one of those, this would be a bad idea. If you are trying to save up for something and you walk down the street and you see a jacket like, ooh, I'm going to go buy that jacket. And then you don't ask how much it is and then you don't know how much your bank balance is. You'd be like, well, that was stupid, wasn't it? Oh, it turns out it's £1,500, this jacket. <laughs> like, just look. Again, you don't have to be, you know, tracking every single gram and, you know, weighing your pineapple out and stuff like that. But when you go, oh, that looks nice to eat, you know, pick it up. Oh, my God, it's 500 calories a serving. Maybe not. You know, like jars of sauces, like you see, you know, kind of mince pies, just obvious stuff like that. But just eats about... And again, for the kind of sustainability, for the longevity of your weight loss is just being aware of these things so you can make an informed choice. Like I said, you know, imagine if you went to the supermarket and you're like, right, you've got, I'll give you a card. It's got some money on it. You can't spend any more than that. If you spend any more than that, you're going to go into debt. And then nothing in the supermarket had a price on it. It'd be really difficult to shop. So it's just, when you think about buying, eating something, you don't have to necessarily, like I said, track your calories, but just go, What's in that? You know, like the Hello Fresh meals and stuff like that. I mean, I heard there's a there's a new kid on the block for the uh, ready meals. The uh, what's it called? Dinner on the table. Dinner on the table under construction so, at the moment. The Hello Fresh and stuff like that, like the Gusto meals. Some of them sound delicious. You know why they sound delicious? Because they're ridiculous calories. Like some of them, are like 800 calories, and you know, like pork burgers and stuff like that. It's like you just look at it and go, 800 calories. That's a lot for one meal. I either need to shave something out of this, have a smaller portion, or I feel like we've gone off subject here, you know, adjust the rest of my day. And, you know, you can do that again. If, you, if you've got whatever your vice is, you know, Christmas cake is, Christmas cake is like the most calorie-dense food thing I think I've ever said, I've ever made. It's unbelievable. Have you ever made a Christmas cake? No. Unbelievable. Amazing. No wonder it tastes so good. It's just basically sugar, butter, and dried fruit, and a load of brandy in mind. Anyway, then maybe you can look at shaving some stuff up. And again, it's just about being realistic. And, you know, the amount of times you see people go like, I drank a bottle of wine, but um, I cut out 100 grams of rice from my dinner, so I think it's all right. Like, I don't think it is. <laughs> I, I appreciate that's that's going to save 100 calories, but that's a bit like putting a plaster over a bullet wound. So, yeah, just, again, that sensible approach. What are you prepared to do? What do you need to make your Christmas enjoyable and not feel like you're being restrictive? But, again, it's that that minimum dosage. What what do you think? Really? And another thing as well is it might not work. So my client who says, I'm going to go out and have a maximum of two drinks, she might go out and have four drinks. And is that a massive failure? No, for me, that's an opportunity to learn and go, you know what, two drinks wasn't realistic, was it? Let's go for four drinks. Because if she'd have said, I'm going to go out on a maximum of four drinks, and she'd gone out on four drinks, she'd be like, yes, 
stuck to my plan. You just went out with a, an unrealistic thing. You know, it's like if you set off for a 5K or you go for a 5K race, you're like, I- I'm going to do it in 30 minutes. But that was massively unrealistic. You finished in 45. You haven't really failed. You just set the wrong target with 30 minutes. So again, learning curve. There's no failure. But we want to set something in stone that we can work against because, and he goes into this in the guide, you know, one of the worst things you can do is like when people go like, well, I'm going I'm to allow myself some drinks this week or I'm going to allow myself some treats this weekend. Well, what does that mean? Give me some specifics because that's too much wiggle room, too much for you to go, well, I ate an entire Christmas cake. I said I was going to have some treats. I had 15 drinks. I said I was going to have some drinks. But really what you meant was I'm going to have one slice of cake or I'm going to have four drinks. So again, just being specific, but not being afraid for that to be wrong. At least you've tried something. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a learning and adapting process there. Because if you say two drinks and two slices of cake and you have four drinks, we can then assess what's worth more to you. Did you need four drinks instead of two? And if the answer is yes, then, you know, did you need two slices of cake? And it's just a case of adapting these things and moving it around. And, you know, the exercise is always a... <clears throat> one I've got a bit of trepidation with because people have a thousand calories and try and burn it off. And it's just a lot to try and get through calorie wise and trying to, you know, outrun your fork is often futile, but there is that, there is wiggle room for that as well. And, you know, with the gyms reopening, I hope, you know, you can look at what you haven't done before and often people just stop going completely or, or, you know, their steps will be way down and maybe there's scope there for improvements too. You know, it's just a case of assessing, adjusting and, and seeing what's working and what's not yeah because if your cal- <laughs> calories are going up and your calories out are going down then you're for a rude awakening so yeah it's, it, again that's why exercise should be part of your consistent christmas plan you know your treats your activity levels you know, you know the frequency of your treats the amount of your treats these are all different things that you can employ and you know like we said it go into it in the guide obviously you can do one of those things and it's going to help or any one of those things is going to help control your weight to some degree or any combination of them or all of them. It's up to you. It's again, it's whatever is important to you, but I think, yeah, kind of entering January as close to your current weight as possible is huge. Cause like you said, you know, previously with you, you don't want to burn through that initial kind of, you know, January, motivation january focus backpedaling you know wasting that energy losing weight that you gained over the last four weeks when really you could be plowing on into new territory absolutely anybody got any more questions anything else you want to cover there for me no so i think the key things are um to have some kind of plan to be realistic about it and just to see what works but just be very clear on what is important to you, whether you're know, kind of plowing on the weight loss is really going to be horrendous for your December, if it's going to make it an absolute travesty that you hated it, or you know, are you happy to kind of maintain your weight, or you know, basically kind of look back and just go, what happens every Christmas? Well, every Christmas I gain seven pounds. So if you gain anything under seven pounds, then that's a massive positive. So again, just shift that expectation. Um, yeah, that, that's it for me. Yeah, I think the, the only thing I'd add to that is just, you know, you said, look at what you do, historically do over Christmas, gain seven pounds. Well, what have you done there 
what was worth it, what wasn't worth it, and can we do differently this year? I think that's the key thing for me is just looking at the excess from before and making sure that that's what you focus on in your plan now. You know, there's no point in me saying I'm going to cut back on eating cheese. I don't eat much cheese. You know, those are things that are kind of piecemeal actions that people do sometimes that just is it kind of irrelevant. So it's, it's a bit more of a box ticking exercise. Whereas if you can look at where you've, you've specifically struggled and overdone it before, you know, me saying clearing the buffet food at my missus's house, that's something that's very tangible and specific to me. So that'd be yeah, my that's, that's a common one that we get from people, isn't it? Like people will email in or message page. So they'd be like, I've been stuck at this weight for X amount of time. Uh, I've got this, this and this, but I don't drink and I really eat chocolate. I uh, cook all my meals from scratch and I run four times a week. Like, well, those four points are completely irrelevant. They have got absolutely nothing to do with why your weight's not moving. So let's forget those. Again, it's, you know, you go to a financial advisor, like, look, I'm in debt. I need to sort this money out. And they go, okay, then and you go. But the thing is, I never buy takeaway coffee and I don't smoke cigarettes. You'd be like, okay, I don't care. Tell me where you are spending your money because that's what we need to focus on. So you say kind of, and then, you know, we always talk about uh, collecting evidence and stuff like that. So if I know every Christmas I gain seven pounds and regret it every single January, then that's what needs to change. You know, the next time I go, you know what? I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to eat three mince pies and a piece of Christmas cake and some cheese and all this. I can think this is, I'm going to regret this in January. I know this because I've done it. I have the proof. You know, this has already happened. It's not like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to regret this in January. You know, if I wonder if I'm going to regret getting half a stone again. And sadly, you know, you see people in this cycle, don't you? They gain half a stone, they lose it, you know, February, March. They drift around, they might gain it again, they lose it for summer. They might gain it again, lose it in September. They gain it again over Christmas. They lose it January, February. You know, you just go through this cycle of, gaining and losing this same seven pounds because you just never get anywhere but not our clients obviously because they're killing it good cool. i think i'm getting some mince pie abuse no Lots one's mentioned no it. one's mentioned that you've got your seatbelt on while you're sat in a car park safety first i'm not i'm, oh, I'm yeah. on the side of the road in rodley um <laughs> I can send it. Uh, I, you know what, Lorna? Lorna's asking if I can send mince pies or Christmas cake. I send some Christmas cake, but the postage would be obscene. It weighs an absolute ton. Um, but no, no, no mince pies for me. I don't have enough calories for mince pies. I'll have some on Christmas Day, and that's it. Oh no, actually, we need to do our uh, mince pie taste testing video. We're gonna fr we're gonna dive on a grenade for you guys, and we're gonna try some mince pies, and we'll give you our honest feedback on them. Great, no, all of us. Don't tell my coach, because that will absolutely hammer my calories for the day. <laughs> right. Are you gonna do it like what are you gonna do it like wine tasting and spit it out? Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sniff them. I'm gonna rub my face on them. Right. Good. Perfect. Right, enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Cheers guys, thanks for joining us. Bye -bye.